I used to get told all the time that I should do phone sex. Welcome to Geeks Without God with Molly Glover, Nick Glover, and Tim Wick. We're geeks, we're geeks, we're geeks without God. We're geeks, we're geeks, we're geeks without God. We don't recognize moral authority. We don't accept divine superiority. We're geeks, geeks without God. This week on Geeks Without God, we're joined by frequent guest Ron Bauman. He's going to catch us up on stuff in his life, stuff around the world, and we're also joined by special super secret guest Byron Miller. We're geeks, we're geeks, we're geeks without God. We're geeks, we're geeks, we're geeks without God. We're geeks, geeks without God. Welcome to Geeks Without God. I'm your host, Molly Glover, joined as always by my co-hosts, Nick Glover. Natural 20. And Tim Wick. Hey, everybody. What's happening right now? Ooh, that's such a good segue, because today we're going to catch up with friends and talk about current events with our very favorite friend, Ron Bauman. Hi. And I don't think that's a natural 20. I think that's a silicone enhanced 20. That's a... Uh, we have a lot of favorite friends, so don't get too excited. I won't. Uh, I won't. I, I, uh, Ron is back uh, on the circuit. He's here in Minnesota for the Renaissance Festival. Uh, you, If you haven't heard an episode with Ron before, he is, I believe, our most had guest. Yeah. We've had Ron more than anybody. Everybody's had Ron by this period. Everyone's had Ron a lot. Yeah. He's a podcast slut when it comes to us. He's a member of the Tortuga, a founding member of the Tortuga Twins. Actually, no, no, no. I'm just the most important member. They they founded it two years before me. a member of the Tortuga Twins and a just an absolutely delightful, talkative man. A comedic hack. Yes, a comedic hack. And he's here to talk with us. We're going to talk about current events and just sort of catch up, uh, which is going to be very excellent for all of you listeners out there as well. Ron. Hi, how, how you doing? How I wanted how to open this. I wanted to open this with a bang. So the very first thing I want to talk about is a little while ago, we did a podcast saying, is Ron's mom stupid? It was titled, is Ron's mom stupid? And we have a definitive yeah. answer for that. Your choice. She, that was your decision. <laughs> she is. My okay. mother is stupid. My mother went on from that set of scams. For those who haven't listened to that podcast, my mom had fallen for a couple of scams. We talked about how much of it was generational and how much of it was post-surgery and stuff like that. Uh, she has now fallen for three or four other scams. There mm. is a guy in... Uh, in Iraq or Afghanistan who is very, very rich and going to come over here and date her, but he needs money for these burner phones and she she has... She fell for a 419? Oh my God. This is the third or fourth one she's fallen for. Yikes. Uh, Ron, my mom recently gave uh, $10,000 to somebody who uh, claimed that he was her contractor, but she got the Venmo account wrong or something and just kept giving him money. When the contractor was like, I didn't get the money. My mom's like, I'll send it again and sent it again to to not the contractor. Wow. and can't get it back. So, yeah, I'm with you. <laughs> we, well, it got so bad that my uh, my favorite niece was taking care of – she had a, a, a power of attorney for my mom's account. And my mom, mm. the, the scammer, said, well, just go to a Dollar General and buy these gift cards. You can do this. You can uh-huh. do this. She, she – uh, her paid-for car, she took out another loan on it. I mean thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars. But she really believes this guy and sitting on the couch and doing this, sitting next to her her husband, but she really believes the guy is going to come from Afghanistan or wherever and this military man. And it's like, oh, mom, mom. Is that uh, that a situation? 
situation where now she's going to maybe not be in control of her money now? Well, or? well she wasn't in control of her money. Uh, and, as I said, the niece yeah. was the niece was acting as a as a power of attorney, and then mm-hmm. the, the niece uh, talked to uh, my mom's husband, and was uh, like, "Hey, this is this is egregious." And their uh, resolution was, "It's okay." The husband said, "I'll handle it now," uh, which means that he, no. they're just shoveling money uh, away. And I'm like, yeah. well, "Good gosh, mom, what happened to you?" Yeah, I'm so sorry to hear that. That's wrong. Speak, speaking of stupid old ladies, the queen died. Oh, oh no, 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 wait, 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 we are, we are getting to that one. That one is. F- oh, you got oh, your you own. Got, you got a list. I have. Do you not? Do you wrong? not know me? He always has lists. I always have well, notes. Yeah, it's on his list. I can he see it. He also didn't have you. a topic picked until about 15 minutes ago. So. Well, okay, but that is fair. But I, I actually made my daughter come and take some notes in the shower. So her writing is Ron's mom stupid. <laughs> made your mom, your daughter take notes yeah. in the shower. Wow. Well, yeah. All right. Well, I was in the shower. The daughter was taking you notes. Realize you realize that we, we might be compelled to talk early. about this in open court now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I've, I've been implicated you all. Because yeah. uh, the hey, second. You know what? There's an extra voice here. We should probably point out. <laughs> That's right. I was I was going to. Uh, I figured if he talked, I wasn't sure if he had anything to weigh in on. But we do also also have Byron Miller in the room. Hello. Uh, and uh, he is one of the proprietors of the Broomhilda Broom Shop. Also a returning friend of the show and a longtime friend of ours who travels on the Renaissance Festival circuit. So if you hear a fourth, no wait, a fifth voice. You know what? Wow. Math is, math <laughs> Five is voices. Um, if you hear a fifth voice, then you will know that is Byron piping in. Ron, continue um, about your stupid mom. <laughs> no, no, no. We, we've we've beaten that to death, which is probably the only way she's ever going to get out of debt. Too. Oh boy. Um, and my, yeah, my mom, my mom is doesn't get doesn't get caught by those, but every now and again she'll say like, "So I got this really weird message from a friend of mine," and I'll be like, "Delete it." <laughs> and she, yeah, no shit. yeah, she's just like, well, I mean, because it's really strange. I'm like, yeah, delete it. It's yeah. not real. It's not real. <laughs> she doesn't yeah. even need to tell me what it is. <laughs> but yeah. uh, all right, Ron, what's next on your list of uh, uh, shower topics that your daughter scribed? There to you? you go. This makes me sound even creepier than normal. It does. Um, the next that. one is, and it also ties into my mom uh, <laughs> in a way. Uh, dogs are assholes. Dogs oh. are assholes. I have I mean, rescued another dog from Korea. Her name is Betty Hyunsei. Hyunsei is Korean for white. I named the dog Betty White. Good. Very oh. nice. Very nice. Yeah, I'm very proud of that. Um, Shiba. Uh, she is. Yes. No. She's a, a Jindo, which the is the Korean, Korean oh, okay. version of that. Oh. But she is yeah. so. She's smaller than Winter, the, the other Jindo that I have, uh, and she's terrified of everything. Oh. And so I've been referring to her as a ghost Shiba because she is like this pale white uh, Shiba yeah. mix. Um, and, uh, boy, because she is so traumatized, she has bitten me many times. Oh, she has escaped yeah. many times. And in fact, I just had to fire my dog walker because on Saturday of, of, uh, Labor Day weekend, she called up and oh my God. And I had walked her through. I told her to be really careful. Mm-hmm. Betty gets out. Betty escapes. Betty runs away. Gone. Oh, I finally no. get her. I know, and and she was the to her the dog walker's credit. She was around for uh, almost twelve hours from from noon. No, seven and a half hours from noon to seven thirty until I sent her home. And then I went out and I got Betty, but I didn't get her back in the house until twelve thirty that night. Fascinatingly, Ooh. my employee who lives next to me in the KOA <laughs> was telling me this very same story from a different perspective Completely earlier different. today. <laughs> Malcolm was almost tripping over the guy wires in his tent, and he said, no, the only person who's actually tripped over the guy wires in my tent was Ron. That was me. <laughs> because the dog thought it was a great idea to stand just outside my reach and bark at me at 1130 at night. 
mm-hmm. uh, because she's an asshole. That. We had a uh, we had a GPS collar on the dog, uh, but the the collar was too short. And she pulled out of it and got away a couple of times. Oh, and that's a sheep, that's a sheep mm-hmm. adjacent breed move yep, for yep. sure. It really is, and uh, and so we moved the we moved the the GPS collar onto her harness, which she's on right now, and so she ate it. So that didn't work out so well. Um, <laughs> oh, wait, is it? I mean, it's a GPS collar, right? And she ate it. Yeah. So doesn't that it doesn't mean work out? It doesn't. Wait, it it's does. a lovely idea. No, you need I, line of sight. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> it's a shame. Yeah. We, we have a. I I got a little three D printed mount that clips around Peach's collar that houses an air tag. So yeah, we have okay. a we have an air like the apples. Oh, clever! Yeah. Yeah. Thing. Yeah. I should. So we. Our dog is air tagged. I should That's talk to you about that. But literally her, her tag, which she's also not currently wearing. She has a chip, though. Uh, literally says, I'm an asshole and ran away again. <laughs> um, but what's funny is is that in an effort to find her again, I, I, I found her by just putting on my, my headlamp and you know catching her eye shade, shine at night. Uh, but to find her again, I uh, signed up with a service uh, called uh, Paw Alert, Paws Alert or something like that, P-A-W-S. Uh, yeah, Paw Patrol. And um, and they sent out all these, you know, uh, Facebook blasts, and they sent out a bunch of other things, you know, sent all their members. It was 50 bucks, not not worth it at all. But the first thing they said was, hey, if you get, and this is back to the scams things, if you get a text message saying, we have your dog, send a code to this uh, Google Voice, activate to verify him, it's a scam. And oh, sure as shit, 10 minutes after I put up the, the like, we have your dog. Oh, good, cool. Tell me where she's a gooder. Oh, okay, well, first you need to authorize and tell me that you're the valid owner. Send me a picture of my dog. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. No, well, uh-huh. yeah, I do. Well, as soon as you do this thing code, send me a picture of my dog. Well, you know, send the code. So I just kind of copy and pasted that. And I, and I go, you're an awfully shitty person, aren't you? So I didn't hear any more from them after that. Really? They didn't answer you after no, that? No, surprisingly not. That's weird. Yeah. And so. that's... All I had to say, I'm glad that you're having better uh, uh, experiences with Peaches. I have gotten a trainer for Betty. I'm trying to work it out. And the thing is... For what what it's worth, we we got Peaches when she was eight weeks old. So, you know, there's a big difference between rescuing a dog and and having a dog from a puppy. Uh, Our previous dog, Ayn, was also an asshole (laughs) and liked to bite and run away. So uh, he was a rescue. So Jindos are really tricky they have all that stubbornness of mm-hmm. their very closely related breeds but they have a, an even stronger prey drive they're yeah. like they're like deer yeah. and boar hunting yeah. dogs <laughs> every so periodically winter the older one who's like 12 and a half will encounter deer she did in wisconsin a couple times she does in arizona when we're hanging out there and she will like i'm gonna get that deer and i'm like you're not but have fun and she just <laughs> off he goes <laughs> She's great at catching lizards, but not much else. Just so you know, Ron, yeah. cats are also assholes. Well, I so, know cats are cats are prime killing machine assholes. Yeah. And now we can continue to talk about asshole dogs, or we can go on to, hey, the queen is dead. The queen <laughs> is dead. Long live the king. Dogs. Long yeah. live yeah. the king. And that yeah. that happened oh, just weird. just this week. It like did. this is super current yeah. events. It yeah. did. I'm. You know what I'm really surprised by. Go on. So I, 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 you know, I indulge in my my internet shit posting, and I, I'm a big fan of the memes, uh, making, sharing, you know, sending to friends as a form of affection showing. I noticed. Um, but um, I am super surprised by how many people I've seen in our social sphere that are like either saying like too soon or like. Don't you disrespect her? She's dead. The yeah, like like the reverence for the th- 
thrown or or sometimes just a, a good old fashioned like a human being died. Show some respect type stuff awesome. when it's like. It, I, I'm sorry. A billionaire died. A billionaire whose wealth is is directly. She's never worked a day. She's never paid for a thing in her life. I'm not gonna say she's never worked a day in her life. She's never paid for a single thing a day in her life. She's never had to go to a store and take out money she owns and hand it over and balance her checkbook. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's a that's a surprising number of royalists for an American crowd. Yeah. Well, yeah. yeah we had a fucking couple wars about this, right? right? Yeah, and and you know it's it's fascinating because I. I've seen both sides of that argument, not even, you know, even before this, like uh, uh, Bill Maher, who is generally not, I'm not a fan of, uh, is one of those people who are like, I'm not, I'm not going to bow to the queen. Look, I'm as atheist as they come, but if I meet the Pope, sure as fuck, I'm going to follow Pope protocol. You know, and it's sure, just, I'm going to get I, shot by the fucking Vatican guard. The Swiss yeah. guard, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I've met Bill Maher, by the way. He's an ass. Well, <laughs> I, 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 I saw him in, uh, I saw him when he was recording, um, uh, the other show, the previous show, and yeah, I agree. Yeah. He's he's a really fragile ass. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, something that I find particularly like this is something I I don't like about uh, the Queen dying is this uh, royal period of mourning that the nation is required to go through. I saw someone tweet today that his wife's breast cancer appointment that she's been waiting six months for got canceled because everything has to close because they're mourning the Queen. Uh, and the, like the bike people racks. are, yeah, the, wow. uh, yeah, the, their bike racks that are closed outside of City Hall in Norwich, like things like that that are just like what? But like someone not getting medical her medical care is now delayed another month. And this guy was like, "My wife's in early stages of breast cancer. She's probably going to be fine." But there are people out there who are not, who may not be fine because of this delay. And yeah, did somebody have to? Did, did people have to like delay their chemo or anything like that because because yes. they had to yeah. had to close down? That yes. seems criminally irresponsible. Yeah, I'm. I'm. I'm gonna have to see. Go on. I'm so sorry. Oh, it's it's what's. I think another part that's very frustrating about this is people point out like things like, um, you know, the colonialism and 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 or, or the colonization done on you know in, in the name of the the crown and that sort of thing and how that's where all the wealth and powers come from and and all that jazz. And people are like, oh, but the monarchy is symbolic. The monarchy doesn't really have any power and they can't really, you know, give that money back or, you know, free these nations. And uh, there are fewer colonies under Britain now than there were when she first became queen. And so you're getting this really weird mix of she did good things, but also she's totally without power and can't do anything. And <laughs> I saw this great tweet that was. The monarchy is purely symbolic. They they just own real land and get given real public money, and they have exemptions from real laws. And you get arrested uh, if you question their legitimacy or hurt their feelings. But it's purely symbolic. They're purely symbolic. They have no power. You just get arrested by symbolic cops, and you have to face a symbolic court, and you get symbolically <laughs> fined or symbolically put in prison. You know, it's all purely symbolic. I'm 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 an Anglophile, and you can blame uh, everything from. Monty Python on and Doctor Who, you know, so I'm always going to have a, a soft spot for the Queen, uh, but I, it's one of those ones that, I, that I'm aware of, you know, it's it's one, an inconsistency in my in my logic that I'm aware of. Uh, I saw this meme today that said something to the effect of uh, there are more celebrations about being free from the Queen's rule than any other celebrations throughout the world, you know, and yeah. and it's all valid. I mean. But then you start running into the same things, you know, the same questions 
you know, what happens if a, a sitting president dies? You know, what happened when, when Kennedy died? Uh, you start running into the same questions of are we responsible for reparations? It's a really complex issue. You know, I think uh, for me, the thing that has that I've found disappointing is uh, I think people thinking the queen is a pain in the ass and there are huge issues with the British monarchy is completely okay. Valid. And I think people who have spent their entire lives with one queen of England, uh, who for whatever reason find that appealing and interesting, and who have some grief over her passing is also valid. And I think people going on to somebody else's page where they're saying, you know what, I'm really bummed that the queen died and saying, oh, fuck yeah. the queen. It's like, shut up. Say it on your your own fucking wall. Yeah. Um, no. As opposed as and, and other people going on to somebody's wall when they're like, fuck the queen and saying, hey, come on, man, people are sad. It's like, yeah, well, they can be sad on their own on time. Their own page. Yeah. I don't have yeah. to re respect the queen. John, um, John Lydon, Johnny fucking rotten. <laughs> oh, what? Well, he's always been a piece he's of a shit. Piece of yeah, well, yeah. OK, but. The irony of the he's fact that that Mister God Save the Queen came out as like we will miss her, you know, it was just Dude, fascinating. Mister God to Save the Queen's a fucking Tory who has been like so up his own ass about uh, oh uh, he's gender critical and oh racism doesn't exist and like all, you know <laughs> fuck him. He's pro, like, he's pro Trump. He's trash. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So it makes I, sense I, that he'd be uh, mourning mourning the death of Queen Elizabeth. Would you like I, to? No, go ahead. Would you like to hear my Queen Elizabeth joke that I did in the R-rated show on Sunday? Uh, of, course of course we would. I, I would really hope so with a setup like that. Yeah. So I I knew I was going to do this, and I waited until I'd screwed something up. I'd go, oh, guys, I looked at it. Guys, I'm sorry. I'm just, I haven't been on my A game. I, I'm, I mean, I'm sure we're all aware the Queen died and everything like that, and we've been following the news, uh, you know, from the funeral backstage and everything and it's just it's really struck me but would you guys like to hear something really sweet and the audience of course well yeah we just found out that they are going to bury her corgis with the queen sure would have been nice if they waited till they died first <laughs> <laughs> yeah you know at um, the renaissance festival cast call on Saturday our, our oh, inter uh, inter <laughs> entertainment director Fudd read uh, a lengthy very lengthy uh, piece about the death of the queen that have clearly impacted him and i have to while it was long and while i'm not i'm i don't entirely agree with it i felt like it was it did contextualize why somebody might care yeah, yeah. but um, is the workplace the place for that well, well considering that it's an english recreation village italian well, well, are we going to argue about whether England ever had a renaissance or not? <laughs> I mean, the British family is German, so whatever. Yeah, you know, yeah, whatever. Yeah. So I think it's what I think is really funny is just that, like, when people are like, it's just so tragic. And I'm like, the bitch was 96. She was 96. She was she was yeah. she had a yeah. good life. She, she, but, you know, I, yeah. I wonder for how many people the, the source of the trauma is just that a loss of stability. Yeah. Yeah, oh, a loss absolutely. of an institution. What it, is. it was a thing that has been there my whole life, and now it has gone. Uh, when so many other things are tragic in my life, yeah. I will but. tell you honestly, I was far more affected by Stan Lee and Leonard Nimoy passing, and oh, I'm yeah. going to be we, we devastated liked, by Shatner. We liked them. It is, I liked her. It is undeniably the end of an age. It is literally the end of the second Elizabethan age. Mm -hmm. And so that is something that is, is to be remarked upon. It is a big deal uh, that, you know, there are very few people who are alive, who are under uh, British rule, who remember her father in power. Yeah. Right. Like that is 
very, yeah, very few people because she took the throne when she was like 16. Like it's it's nuts. So the I think it's I think it's that is that alone is very cool. But like the I don't know what I find really interesting is that uh, that that people are taking this so personally again my grandmother died uh, very recently like in the last month or or i guess more like yeah oh she was 94 and she had dementia and she hadn't really been cognizant of what was going on for at least the last four years like i hadn't been able to actually talk to her you know at all for at least four years um and so what what but like the the people being like oh my god it's so tragic that you lost her. And I'm like, well, I mean, first of all, I, we lost her a while ago, but also there's nothing tragic about dying at 94 right. after living an incredible fucking life. Yeah. I mean, my God, the places she went. Yeah, we, she, we should she, all be so lucky. And the tr- yeah, yeah, we should be so lucky to die in our sleep peacefully. <laughs> like, was, yeah. Talking about the, the, second, the end of the second Elizabethan age, that was um, uh, Grant Morrison was on Seth Meyers recently I saw as a guest. And they uh, hate they, the queen. Them. Uh, them. And, them. Uh, and uh, they were talking about, you know, they're promoting their new book. It's a, a like Merlin tale retelling with uh, drag queens, which is just the most Grant Morrison thing that ever Grant Morrison. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, you know, they're super fucking Scottish. And Seth Meyer brought up the queen's death and because it, it was on the same day that the queen died. Yep. They were a guest on Seth Meyer. So um, and they were super graceful about it as a Scottish person who was like, obviously, I have a lot of complicated feelings about, uh, you know, royalty and, and England as a, as a Scot and, um, you know, very gracefully transitioned to the topic to the end of this of the age and how it's mm. definitely like a yeah a demarcation point in yeah. history mm-hmm. yeah for sure mm-hmm. yeah i, I think all, I, the, all the art that we can were brought in the elizabeth second elizabethan age yeah, yeah. right yeah the technology yeah Huge i events. think uh the 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 other thing that bugs me a little is and that's been brought up is like there are plenty of things to criticize the monarchy about uh but you, you shouldn't like criticize queen elizabeth for what england did in india because England was out of India five years before Queen Elizabeth was queen. And so it's like you you need to stop blaming Elizabeth for everything and focus on what happened during her reign. And that that's that's uh, I think a problem that that we have sometimes that we want to blame somebody for everything. We're like, well, she's been queen for 70 years. Clearly, everything that we've heard that's bad about England happened in the last 70 years. It's like, no. Yeah, like, yeah. If, if you've ever been able to enjoy a Woody Allen movie, despite Woody Allen being Woody Allen, uh, then clearly you can separate you should mention things. that because that's my next topic. What? Nice. Oh, the next topic. My I, next topic is... Read your what, did Woody Allen die? No, no. God, I wish. My <laughs> next topic is, hey, guys, have you read any good books lately? specifically by English authors who are feeling very persecuted for their stance on trans rights? No. 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 Me neither. And now... It feels weird. I feel like I know who you're talking about, but, like, I feel also like maybe I have forgotten that name completely. Well, there's... Even even I, as a professional maker of magic wands and brooms, have not read a book by an author that would fit that description. That's, uh, boy, and you're, you're, this isn't your topic. Right. And this isn't your, but boy, boy, that's a, that's a, a topic to I would love her. to talk to you about how, <laughs> how the, the compli- complicated uh, situation of, uh, of trading off of, uh, uh, 
a problematic property. But anyway, that's not, not what we're I, talking about well, at the moment. I, actually, I do. Actually, it is precisely what I do want to talk about because we make a we make a statement now, and it was from our it was from our youngsters who who taught it. It was from the B team. We actually make a statement now on the show because we have a series of Harry Potter jokes, and we go, "Hey guys, we just want to we just want to be very very clear. Take this this point. Trans rights are human rights, and we do this little riff on it. And it, this is this is this is our hill. Uh, mm-hmm. And and I won't read this book. I mean, we disagreed on on the Chappelle thing uh, last time I was talking about. Oh, but I sure as hell was right about uh, Ezra Miller. Um, <laughs> but, they're nuts. <laughs> huh? Yeah, they're nuts. Yeah, they are. They are. They are troubled. But um, yeah. but uh, I won't read anything new that uh, that uh, that author puts out. I won't even really say their name right now. But. I had a friend who put up a post recently, and I like this person. They're okay, but it, this this is a little too much virtue signaling for me. You can go ahead and like Harry Potter if you want, but I will never feel safe around you. And I'm like, that's oh, that's absurd. their right. Well, sure. Are they yeah. are they trans? They are not. They are not well, trans. If they're not trans, that feels a little dumb. But it feels I, a little, I yeah, it does feel but, performative. You know, yeah. precisely my point. Well, That's, we know a lot of people who post a lot of performative shit, you know, I like mean, I, I, I have, I will definitely like, if I see someone that's super into, like, I have, obviously we have friends that are super into Harry Potter shit yeah. that are, uh, you know, not transphobes, right? Mm-hmm. Like, uh, who are decent, decent folks as far as, uh, I can tell. And, um, and you can see the struggle. You can see their like, you know, holding to um, contradicting ideas in their mind at the same time. And they're they're very you know conscious about how they spend money. If they spend money, they try to make wise and ethical decisions. They realize that there's no you know ethical consumption under capitalism and, and all that jazz. And so like, I feel like as long as people are aware and they're not like J.K. stands. Uh, yeah, that, it's, it's, that is, yeah. it's, it's hard because sure. I mean, you know, I have, we, but we all have several trans friends, some of whom are Harry Potter fans and are like, oh, yeah. I'm not going to, I'm not going to let the author's stance take away this She's thing that's important. Sucks. Why should I change my fandom? Yeah. <laughs> right. Um, and, and I, and I get that. And yet there, and then there are other trans friends who say things like, if you're supporting Harry Potter in any way, you're supporting somebody yeah. who is actively, not not passively, not something she said in the past, but she is actively supporting anti-trans causes. Now, she is yeah. using money that she has made off of these books and will continue to make off of these books That's supporting she, trans causes. And that a is a real issue. I, she's a fucking billionaire. Why doesn't she yeah, just not go anymore. and buy her fucking money? Not anymore. I, um, what's she's only a hundred millionaire? Yeah, something like that. Uh, so she doesn't have to go fuck off and just enjoy her money silently. I kind of wish. So, so I, it's a, it's a complicated issue, and I think everyone needs to draw their own lines. Like I love H.P. Lovecraft, but I always have to asterisk. But he's a racist asshole. Yeah. Okay, but, but he's not alive. Is, okay, but right. for genuinely asking you, Ron, how much H.P. Lovecraft are you actually reading, or do you love stuff inspired by his works? I've read all of it. 
I, I know times. you have. Do you actively continue to read his works? I don't do you, actively like, read anything anymore. Okay. Because okay. I know a lot of people who are like, I love H.P. Lovecraft stuff, but he's also racist. And it's like, then you find out what they mean is they like Arkham Horror, the game, and they like Call of Cthulhu, and they like talking about, you know, Cthulhu and, and all that stuff. But they don't actually, they're not actually reading books written in the 1910s. They right? really like, like the phrase like, non-Euclidean angles. They yeah, enjoy that. Oh, yeah. But um, like, and so, yeah, no, I'm. But that's another thing too, though, is he's dead. He's, he's dead. long yeah. dead, and nobody is actively being harmed by his estate any longer. In fact, they've done a lot of work to 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 give their money and to give licenses. Like we make games in his in his you know IP, and we have many trans uh, POC uh, gay lesbian characters. Like as a result of being like fuck H.P. Lovecraft, let's make everybody gay and black. Like mm-hmm. that's well, and, and yeah, Lo- Lovecraft Country is a great oh. example. Of yeah. I just I just yeah. listened to your Lovecraft Country one, by the way. Um, and, and yeah, and, and I'm I'm aware of that as well. My you know, everyone should should draw their lines. And my line is the minute she went on record, she's dead to me. But mm-hmm. she still but one of the things the same thing, she created some of the most significant fiction in our culture. And it doesn't belong to her anymore. Yeah. I that, mean legal? Well, okay. Uh, yeah, I mean it's a, it's yeah. It's a hard line. It is. Yeah. But yeah, her latest book sounds like a whole bunch of butter. Oh man, yeah. and I don't have zero sympathy. So I, I I appreciate that you said like significant literature or significant fiction and not good fiction because I mean no it's not there's no original ideas in Harry Potter there's not like dynamite storytelling I feel like so it's much of it of is just telling the right story at the right time when the market was ready for it and getting picked up and run with as 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 movies when all of a sudden people are like. You know, af- okay. kind of after Lord of the Rings, people were like, "Let's do trilogies," and it was well written enough. Is yeah. well, well, I mean, that's a low bar for Hollywood. <laughs> I mean, as a book, the books in themselves, the books in and of they're, themselves lacked a lot. But if, if nothing else, it brought kids back to reading again. I don't think kids ever stop reading. I do. Okay. Okay. I don't know. I think we'd have to see some uh, data on that. Yeah. Well, that's all, and that's all very fair. But uh, to be very clear. Trans rights or human rights? Fuck J.K. Or, yeah, right, yeah. Right. or whatever our name is. Yeah. <laughs> What's the next one? So I put up a post a while ago <laughs> that said, uh, and I, I don't say his name out loud. That said, so I, I want. I have a lot of you know Republican right wing conservative fans on my page on my you know my, I'm friends with. Huh? Yeah. Oh, uh, the forty fifth president of the United did States. Did the forty fifth president is he a criminal? Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah, you know, simple as that. You know, yeah. the, after, after the FBI raid, after this, do you days later? Do you, days later, you had no like, like support. Not a single response from the right. Not a single one. And again, it goes right back to you know, it goes back to the same kind of throughput here, which is, you know, institutional evil versus immediate evil, and you know, where where does responsibility lie? Because you know, people want to blame things that happen. My brother is one of those. Joe Biden did this. Bumper stickers on on gas pumps and stuff like that, you know. Uh, I really yeah. wanted to print little Putin heads to put over the Biden. Yeah, well, I saw those somewhere. Yeah, oh, I good. did. Yeah, yeah so clearly, um, I I saw some stickers that were like uh, Exxon Mobil did this, and then mm-hmm. like talking about you know price gouging because that's really what it is. Because that's what's going right. on. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Yeah, um, and I am fascinated no end 
because I'm, I'm aware of cognitive dissonance, I'm aware of motivated reasoning, but I'm fascinated to no end that people genuinely honestly believe that he is a good president, needs to, won the election, and needs to be put back in office. I'm and like, that he's a decent human being. I mean, right. that's the other yeah. thing. It's not like, only decent. They think he's like the best human being yeah. by any standard at all. Just, just I, I, boggling. I, I, I absolutely love, as a person who is, you know, pretty far to the left on the, the political spectrum, I, I absolutely love when someone is shit-talking uh, the uh, most recent former president, and and someone will be like, oh, yeah, well, Joe Biden did this. And my response is, oh, yeah, fuck Joe Biden. He, yeah. He's a piece of shit. Like, I don't like him either. Fuck. I mean, he's not as yeah. bad. He's bad in very different ways, but he's still, you know, a, a old white money establishment power, like a, a conservative piece of shit. Like anywhere else in the rest of the world, he's right wing. Like, fuck Joe Biden. Well, you know, I've, I've used this particular I'm quote. Active criminal. I've. Use this particular quote before. It's it's the it's the Churchill quote it, saying something to the effect of uh, uh, democracy is the worst political system after all the others. And say the same thing, you know. And uh, uh, say what you like. I think. I mean, yeah, he's a politician, but he's certainly one of the better ones. He's getting oh, shit on, done. Cool boy. Well, oh, I, would, I would say, I mean, the, the problem is that we live in a functional oligarchy. Yeah. Like we, we have a democracy in name only. Like functionally, the people who control the decisions that get made are the ones who have them, like who do the lobbying. I mean, just look at the COVID response from from both sides of the aisle, as it were. Yeah. And, and you know, Trump's was slow to, well, I said his name, I don't give a fuck, uh, <laughs> was slow to roll things out and, and fumbled a lot. But then also Biden was like, oh, let's just roll back all these protections because it doesn't matter and and because he was getting pressured by things like the airline industry yeah. and you know the restaurant industry and things like that and honestly like that's who runs the country it doesn't it matters a little bit who's in power because it matters who they're going to pay attention to in terms of the oh, oligarchs who they're going to pick the supreme court, yeah. court. Yeah. I, I, you see I, I couldn't disagree more in, in that it matters a lot because this guy who's sitting in the, on the throne right now wouldn't try to overturn the election Right. Simple sure. as that. Ruining what little democracy. And I'm, I'm telling you, watch Ron DeSantis because he's all the oh, evil yeah, of Trump yeah. and none of the incompetence. Oh, yeah. run, so run him, please. At, <laughs> Nominate Mr. Don't at, Say Gay. If you look at all him. the things that people are shouting loudest about for Trump, other than the like, let's take out the, the insurrection stuff before that. Right. In the election season leading up to that. Like Molly was saying, the COVID response, um, you know, kids in cages, uh, uh, how they handle the whole southern border of the country and how much of that has changed or improved under Biden. And it's 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 it's, Very it's, little, it's yeah. none. I mean, a little bit here and there, but like no, none of those policies were lifted dramatically or overturned or changed or improved somewhere. We're still separating families. We have just we're still, yeah. just signed the most massive climate change bill. That would never have happened. That's a good point. Yeah. Okay. Uh, the most massive half measure ever. I, yeah. Sure. Still, yeah, still half measure. I mean, sure. Better than what we've been doing up there. Yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm more on Nick's side. Yet. I'm more on Nick's side. But I will say, like, for instance, if uh, the House and Senate remain in, in Democrat hands and they can actually pass a national uh, voting rights bill, abortion bill. That will uh, you mm. know, uh, that will allow for too. abortion rights. 
Biden will sign it. Yep. Yeah. And that, to me, yeah. is a huge difference. A big as well, and, uh, and Kamala's already said she is very much looking forward to breaking the tie on the voting rights bill. Nice. Yeah. So, so I mean, there are some... I'm, I'm, well, I'm well, sorry. I, I do agree with you, Nick, that there are a lot of areas where they are not... They, they are not at all different. There are some important areas that they are. One side is trying to get that. fewer people to vote. One side is trying to get more people to vote. You know, simple as that. But yeah. but if, if fewer people voting suited the Democratic Party, that's what they'd be pushing for. You are not necessarily that's, wrong. That's a reasonable yeah. assumption. Yeah. Okay. Uh, we have to get to five questions. So real quick, Ron, are there any other things that are on your list that you absolutely want to talk about? Charmingly enough, my list is done. Wow. Amazing. Amazing. All right. Well, let's move on to five questions. And Ron, you have not answered our new five questions. Is that correct? Uh, I I, I don't think that I have. I don't recall having. I certainly haven't done so on air. All right. Let's start with Nick. Question one. Question one. What's a game you've played recently that you really enjoyed? Hmm. Um, I'm going to go with uh, Back for Blood. It's a video game, Back for Blood. It's basically uh, Left 4 Dead 3. But I'm going to ask my gamer friends to tell me what the hell I do with the cards because it's 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 all the same mechanics as Left 4 Dead, but now there's you build decks as part of your video game and I that has mystified oh, me. Weird. But it's this... Go ahead. Go on. It sounds like what they were doing in like Titanfall and Apex Legends where they have like a a random card winnings and earnings and mm. and you can buy more packs and shit like that and then you can use those to augment your game it's it's slightly f- play to win slightly well, uh, well no no I, I get the impression that these are basically that you how you build up your you know either you're a very more defensive player or a more offensive player oh. it's all internal yeah. to the game itself i haven't seen it as any sort of dlc or anything like that okay. but you know it's it's shooting zombies in the head with really cool weapons so i'm <laughs> i'm okay with that yeah right on <laughs> All right, Tim, question two. Question number two. What science fact or discovery do you think is really fucking cool? Not only do I find this one cool, but I've always loved the way I've expressed this to people, and so few people have gotten it. Years and years ago, I found out, well, many, many years ago, I found out that the speed of light is constant. Okay, I accept that. Didn't make sense, but I did some studying. Okay, speed of light is constant. And then I found out, except for when it's not. The speed of light can slow down if it goes through certain media. The speed of light can speed up and blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, the fuck you say? To me, <laughs> to me, that was like getting a phone call from God going, oh, and by the way, you know, that fascinated me that this constant wasn't. Go on. I have a great factoid on that. Love um, you. When looking at uh, Starlink and think what you will about Elon Musk and you'll probably be right. Um, <laughs> and I do. <laughs> Starlink, however, is could be an absolute godsend to those of us working and living on the road. So it is my, my, my baby. Um, so when you take the speed of light, and when we whenever we quote the speed of light, we always quote speed of light through a vacuum, right? Just like you were saying. Mm-hmm. Um, turns out, and, and you're, you know, I've always been kind of intellectually aware that speed of light through other mediums is different. Turns out that the speed of light through glass like, for instance, fiber optic cable, is darn near half the speed of light through a vacuum. So if you've got a race between your Starlink packets going from satellite to satellite over the in low Earth orbit, even though it's going to travel a little bit farther than it would, say, you know, uh, terrestrially through fiber optic, it is going to, that packet in space is going to beat the ground packet through fiber, you know, in half the time. It's magic. 
Fascinating. I love Very it. Very cool. Because because uh, we did some studying. I did some studying on some stuff because I I. I, I I incorrectly assumed that the the height of the Starlink uh, satellites was so high that there was going to be a massive lag, oh, and it's think, just you're old, old. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah, or geosynchronous, right? Yep. And it's like it's just not. It's fast to a point of being stupid. In fact, that's like his your whole, mom. Yeah. Ah. Like, yeah. It's dumb. All right, we'll go on now. And, and loose. Uh, uh, Byron, do you know one of the reasons why uh, light is slower going through fiber optic cable? I do not. It does. It does not shoot through fiber optic cable linearly it is shot through at an angle so it reflects so that they can shoot through multiple wavelengths at once sure. all refracting at a different angle that is then picked up on the other end mm. they oh. even go so far as to um <laughs> i'm using the wrong term but it's right if it was copper uh, uh mux and demux uh multiply multiplexing yeah oh god well, i mean uh, like you have to where they're they're separating it into the different color wavelengths and different angles. That's how you can get up to ten gigs on fiber optic. There is, is because it's actually using one cable to sh- to to shoot out a whole bunch of different t- types of light or light signals that's, at once. That's incredibly cool and actually explains a lot. And then you try to think about the processing that has to go on on the other end of that cable to put all that shit back together in the right order, and it's bonkers. It's literally what I was dealing with at work today. <laughs> so am I correct in bonkers? It's bonkers. <laughs> yeah, nice. Question three. <laughs> wrong. Where do you get your sense of right and wrong from since we know it isn't religion? Um, you know, I, I've, I've heard this question before, and, I, and I, I've always struggled with pretty much every answer. I mean, clearly I'm inspired by societal things you know i mean when we were all raised mm-hmm. in a, in a, well, most of us were anyway we were raised in a sort of a judeo-christian thing and that clearly had an influence you know all of your fiction it, it had you know you could say well you you have an innate sense of right and wrong but 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 do you i mean it depends on whether or not you're born with certain I, I psychopathic do. tendencies and other things right well, like, i mean well you don't want to discuss that on, on an open yeah. thing I, we've already been convicted of uh, having my daughter write me things in the shower so um <laughs> I, I think I think that it pedophilic. (laughs) (laughs) No, Um, so uh, I think that it has to be just from everything that you've absorbed. You have to basically you have to basically synthesize your own sense of right and wrong. You know, and and it's flexible and and things that uh, you know like. There are people who clearly think that polyamory is wrong and people who think that is right, and and you have to make your own intelligent decisions. And it's just a question of. Being brave enough to decide for yourself what is right or wrong based on your synthesis than instead of accepting a rule book. And that's the best I can do. Yeah, yeah, that makes a lot of sense to me. Yeah. Uh, Nick? Question four. If you could build a robot to perfectly perform one chore or task for the rest of your life, what would you choose? This one was easy. Okay. I looked at it for a little while. Meal prep. Ah, meal prep. Oh, not the cooking, hey, they're, but the they're prep. working on that. Well, well, the, the, the mise en place, as they say in France. The whole, the whole thing, the whole thing. Basically, because I don't want to, I don't want to have to decide what I'm going to cook. I don't want to have to control my chef. diet. You want a robot chef? I want a robot chef to take care of everything. We'll, we'll make sure that I'm only eating the right amount of calories and the right vitamins and all this other stuff. I want to do the dishes because that's zen for me. I love doing dishes, and I want to mm-hmm. let uh, my my girlfriend's an incredible baker and and cook, and I want her to let her cook sometime. But I want a robot. Then most days I come home and goes, here's your dinner. Here's your food. Hey, you haven't had enough iron in your diet lately, so we have some liver, but it tastes this way. And that would just, 
Huh? I'll send you a link. I, well, I've looked at this thing. Yeah, the oh. sous vide. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. So you're talking about like what the uh, what like movie stars have for like a, a personal a private chef. Yeah. yeah, and that a would be and, yeah, and, yeah, and and people people are like, well, gosh, Ryan Reynolds looks like this. He's got a private trainer that makes him work out, right. and a private chef yeah. that makes him eat they, right. They I want that. Job. Their, their job yeah. is like 16 hours a day. They work on their appearance. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like that, that's the thing. And then like for a certain amounts of time, they're filming. But for the, I mean, that's, you know, that's the thing that, that is, is, and then on top of that, half the shit that we see of them is Photoshopped. Right. So like, it's, it's this like absolutely insane, unattainable goal. Even if you, even if you don't work a, a, a standard full-time nine to five, right? Like even, even, you know, I would say Ron, for a lot of people, they would say that you live the dream in that, <laughs> you know, you, you, uh, you perform for a living and you, you aren't tied to a desk and you don't have a boss that you have to answer to. And still, you still would rather have that time back. You're not, you know, that's, I, I think that really says that's, a lot about go, go modern at, society. Go look at pictures of uh, Jeff Bezos now versus Jeff Bezos before Amazon. And you're like, Oh, he's gotten older over time, but money and time sure do fucking help yeah, yeah. yeah. well and, and 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 to circle back to the to the photoshop thing and the filter thing uh uh my my girlfriend does not let me post photos unless she gets to them first <laughs> you know and 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 when, when you look at her photos like wow you're just this stunt i'm like oh yeah she looks like that sometimes but mm-hmm. you know it's just a whole different person than the person i you know climb into bed with every night and everything like that uh-huh. it's just it's yep. you know it it's not the real world man it's just not. I hear that. Uh, yes. Question number five. What is a movie or TV show you think everyone should watch? God, uh, uh, up until recently, I would have said Black Sales because it's just so good. And, and I proselytized about it before. But right now, yeah. if you're not watching the Harley Quinn animated, just stop oh, yeah. what you're doing and watch Harley Quinn animated. It's so good. brilliant. It's brilliant. We actually had uh, we had our friend Christopher Jones on to talk because he's a, he's a storyboard artist on the show now. Yeah, him on to talk about it, and it's funny because at the time he's like, I can't tell you anything, but we were, the, at the, when we recorded with him, the whole does Batman eat pussy thing was like <laughs> right in the it was culturally significant. It was happening right then, and he and and, and we were like, so Chris, uh, are we gonna find out if Batman eats pussy in Harley Quinn? And he just made this little like locking <laughs> gesture with his fingers, and sure. Shit! Uh, episode or episode one of season three, Harley Quinn. Uh, Harley uh, is eating out poison ivy, and I was like, "Damn!" Yep. They're, they're, really, they're not. They're just yeah. going for it. Yep. Like, uh, <laughs> uh, Molly didn't know uh, until just the other day. We were we were talking about Harley yeah. Quinn. She didn't know that that character was created in Batman the Animated Series. Oh, I had no idea. I knew that. Yeah. I I actually I was dating a Harley Quinn uh, cosplayer for a while. I didn't Shocking. know that until Shocking. then. Yeah, I know. I know. <laughs> actually, actually. Here, here, I'll circle around one more time. Um, so, uh, uh, the girl I'm seeing now uh, does some cosplay and stuff like that. And I say, just do me a favor, honey. No Harley. Mm-hmm. No yeah, Harley. Right. And, and right. that, that actually came. That actually came from my daughter. She goes, as long as she doesn't do Harley Quinn, Dad, we're fine. So there oh, you go. Well, all right. <laughs> my uh, my 13 year old son has recently stopped binging South Park in favor of Harley Quinn, and I couldn't be more. Ooh, proud. Nice. That's an upgrade. Nice. Yeah. That's well, but that, there's a lot more. South Park than Harley Quinn, it's so this true. isn't going to last yeah. very long. I know. Don't get me wrong; I love South Park, and I think I, I could talk at, at length about why I think it's great and important. But. So, South Park is our that is our problematic fave. Yeah. That, is the, yeah. that is the the show yeah. that we have a lot yeah. of problems with that we watch. I have a good friend who's a lead animator on there. Wow! Oh, nice, yeah, yeah. Ron. 
Thank you so much. And Byron, to a lesser extent, who we will talk to next week. <laughs> uh, for oh, us, luck. it's going to be right now. But for the people at home listening, it's going to be next week. Magic. <laughs> Not actually uh, magic. It's just technology. But anyway. Yeah. yeah. Uh, you can still see Ron and the Tortuga Twins at the Minnesota Renaissance Festival. You still have time. I believe there are two weekends left when this episode goes up. Right, but uh, I think so, Ron's only going to be there for one of those two weekends. Yeah. This is it, really? is it, everybody. No. This is not a drill. Get to the Renaissance <laughs> Festival Saturday and Sunday, or you will miss Scaramouche Tortuga doing the show that you know and you love, and that he probably dreams about sadly and, and wakes up and is like, why? <laughs> why, brain? Why? <laughs> <laughs> if you want to answer our five questions, you can send your answers to five questions at geeksthoutgod.com, and you can do the number or or the word were very, very technologically advanced. Uh, we also would love to hear from you. Uh, we have an application up. If you go to our Facebook page, if you would like to be a guest on geeksthoutgod.com, that's right, you. You could be a guest on Geeks Without God. And all you have to do is go fill out that application. And those of you who have filled it out, we are looking them over and we'll be in touch soon. Thank you very much. And as always, stay godless. We'll see you next Tuesday. Bye. 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 The English monarchy is a tourist attraction. There, I said it. We're geeks, we're geeks, we're geeks without God. We're geeks, we're geeks, we're geeks without God. We don't recognize moral authority. We don't accept divine superiority. We're geeks, geeks without God. Need more geeks without God? Go to our website, read our blog posts, find us on Facebook, or follow us on Twitter at Geeks Without God. Social media! We're geeks, we're geeks, we're geeks without God. We're geeks, we're geeks, we're geeks without God. We're geeks, geeks without God. Godless.